my gosh. There needs to be a way to stop that. I know. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to another episode of Improperly Packaged, the show where we unbox topics related to movies, TV, games, whatever. I'm Jordan. With me is Luke. How are you, Luke? I am Luke, and I am good. I mean, for those of you wondering what we were talking about, I mean, when Zoom has for some reason done this new thing where when you hit record uh, a robotic voice calls calls and says uh yep. this meeting is being recorded butts and right into what we're doing it's really thrown off our the whole groove of the entire podcast i think if, so if this episode sucks i blame <laughs> the zoom robot or whoever whoever she is i blame her I guess there was somebody complaining about privacy things. People were recording without knowing. You'd think the little thing up in the top left corner that says recording would be enough, but Uh, okay. I know. Fair enough. I guess they need some lady (laughs) robot to scream in your ear about it. What? Recording? Listen, Ah! kitties. You're being recorded. (laughs) Kitties. Oh, no. How are you doing? I'm all right. Yeah. Living, living my life, living your life. So, something I, you know, we're diving into some food stuff. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. Um, <laughs> something that I've really noticed about our dinner routine, something that has been sorely lacking. So we we lack in a lot of areas. Like I know we notice our side game. Don't we all, yeah, of course. <laughs> our side game has been off to where it's like, oh shoot, we like start cooking, we're like. In the middle of it, and we're like, what are we going to have for sides? Like, oh, yeah, sides. <laughs> we don't do very many sides. Like, oh, yeah. And when we do, I feel like we forget the veggie and we'll just have rice or something. You sound like your typical barbecue place. They <laughs> forget yeah. the sides. Oops. So- it's all oh, about yeah. the meat. And even more so, like any bread, like I hear people talking about like making biscuits or rolls. First of all, what are you, b- rolls yep. or biscuits, Luke? either i don't know we're just we probably like do rolls more often really yeah. but biscuits have a place in this home definitely i feel like <laughs> biscuits it's easier to mess it up you know what i mean honestly we do frozen though most of the time so uh-huh. no i don't know what you mean well but even still but if you like- do from scratch to me bread making in general is just hard of any kind yeah just sure. whatever it is it's just it to me it's so much more challenging i'd much rather like attack like a big old tomahawk steak and like figure out how to get that like cooked well mm. then <laughs> try to like make what i was watching uh my my boy sam the cooking guy he was making english muffins the other day mm. i was so intimidated by that i was like i'm never gonna make these no, ever ever like this looks awesome they turned out really good i'm not doing that <laughs> it's not something i'm going to do i'm gonna jack that up yeah, I, I really don't understand. I was watching a, a one of those uh, barbecue shows on Netflix where it's like some barbecue competition. I forgot what it's called. They're, it's a generic title. And and they were like, okay, barbecue cook your... Off. Barbecue <laughs> off, sure. They're like, okay, cook your meat, cook your sides. They're like, okay. And they start going where they're doing their thing. And then in the middle of it, someone blows a whistle or something. It's like, everyone gather around. Right, right. Now I want you to cook bread. Oh, and everyone's like, oh, shoot. They threw a curveball. And I'm like, I'd be screwed. I'd be 100. I don't care what it is, like biscuits or whatever. No, I lose immediately. (laughs) No matter how good my brisket and my collard greens are or whatever, I'm screwed because I can't do it. It's just, 
I mean, there's a reason there's bakers and there's a reason there's chefs is what I, I think. I was almost offended by it. I was like, really? I'm like put yeah. off for them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel terrible for those people. I know. It's hard being put under pressure of time too. I, oh, I have a hard enough time cooking. I, I, I enjoy cooking. I want to be better at it. I'm, I'm like trying. I've been cooking a lot more recently. So like I'm definitely in tune with what you're talking about. But yeah, like being put under that pressure. It's yeah. like this is hard enough. Like just let me try to get it right. Exactly. Like I think grilling. I was talking to someone and they were like, yeah, grilling. It was like supposed to be easy. Like no grilling. I think grilling's hard personally. Like I like doing it. It's easy to mess it up. Yeah. It's like. The whole thing about like getting the temperature right, uh, you know, like yeah. dealing with especially it on a charcoal fire. grill. Yeah. yeah, charcoal grill. Yeah, charcoal's tough. You gotta move. There's direct and indirect heat, and you gotta yeah. know. There ain't like, no how, dial. There ain't no middle area. Yeah, it's, it's really really hot or cold. I feel like unless you know what you're doing, you can really screw it up, man. I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. i don't know anyways that's good enough right is that good enough for us talking about food <laughs> i feel like we do it every podcast good enough there's so many things i can talk about food so i we suppose more so. for the future what does this mean for us yeah. <laughs> as people hey we're enthusiastic about our food it's a big part of life everyone does it usually about three times a day yep. that's a big deal yeah it's really it's just about it's about making good food it's about eating it in moderation and it's about enjoying food with other people that's what it's all about yeah it's like it's like you got to keep those three things in in balance and that's what uh what that's what makes food so good and like <sighs> the cooking part there's just so much to dive into it's like i'm not telling anybody anything they don't already know but it's just <laughs> like it's just been something recently i've been doing more than other things it's you know just a kick <laughs> that's all it is yeah, I mean, maybe next. It's a good week thing we'll... to know better about. Absolutely, you're always going to use that knowledge in the future. It's one. I'm always kind of taken aback when someone just just can't cook at all. It's like probably yeah. learn. You should some get some basics. Lessons. Get do some basics. Yeah. Um, we'll talk next week maybe about our shower routine or something. I don't know. Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> a Quiet Place spinoff film is set for 2023. Spare us! It's like we just <laughs> talked about this and like. You You're surprised said, to hear that. <laughs> I mean, you know what it is, right? It's just somewhere in some other part of the country, some other yeah, people. Probably. I mean, I don't know. Probably. Whatever. This is exactly what I don't want. <laughs> but anyways. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Yikes. But Luke, who would have thought that second one would have been so good? So yeah, Indeed. You never know. Stay positive, Jordan. <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been watching slash playing slash listening to, Luke? Uh, you go, Jordan. Okay. Um, <laughs> listening to, I haven't really listened to that many, that much new music, so I'll, I'll recommend a podcast. It, it's, a, it's a little, little known podcast, really small. It's called the Joe Rogan Experience. I'm just kidding. <laughs> not, <laughs> not that. I do like that show, but it's not, it's not that. Uh, a, a smaller uh, podcast that I enjoy like a lot. It's probably one of my favorite podcasts. I'm not sure if I've talked about this on the pod yet, but I'd like to bring it up. It's probably, I think, in my opinion, it's probably the best movie podcast there is. And so, it's called a uh, Now Playing pretty generic but they've been doing this for a long time mm -hmm. the way they review movies i think is they 
they're pretty knowledgeable about them. They do a lot of research and there's a lot of varied opinions on there between someone who's more of a nerd and someone who's like more snobbish and somewhere in between. And, and I think like they have a good hosts. They talk about the movie so thoroughly and they're entertaining and knowledgeable and they're smart. And uh, I don't know. I, I highly recommend it. I think for me, it's the quintessential uh, movie podcast. Now playing podcast. Check it out. <laughs> looking through your uh, what you've been. Well, I'll, I can do it with you, Luke. Let's see what you've been <laughs> looking at. I've, um, oopsie, oopsie. John Mayer released a new single, Last oh. Train Home. And uh, to me, it's always like a special thing when John Mayer releases music recently because he's kind of gotten completely off of releasing full albums here for a long time and i know everyone knows john mayer but he's just he's a great talent and uh yeah, yeah it's it's i don't i don't know what why he's on this like release these one songs at a time now it, I, i'm looking back 2017 was his last album so it's been quite a while and i don't know john's been doing a lot of a lot of weird little things i i see him here and there but uh I don't think he's been touring that I know of. And yeah, he's released a lot of good singles, I would say, but he, he hasn't made any announcements about an album coming or touring as far as I know. And so, yeah, if you're, if you're hmm. in need for a little John Mayer, he's got a new song. So I think I am get out. last train home. I am. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was doing this, uh, this like, what was it? Instagram live. I think it was, this little like show, he'd do it like once a week. He had some name for it. It was like some silly name, but he had somehow he had like a live audience. I don't know if it was like a few of his friends or something. And he just like had his phone there. And basically people would ask him stuff on Instagram live and he would talk about that or he'd just talk about whatever's on his mind. Sometimes he'd uh, like Chappelle would come on and they would like do the Instagram live together. Mm-hmm. I don't know what what you call it duet is like tiktok but that's not it whatever the co live is but I don't uh know. yeah there's a, there's i think so they're much. good friends and they just had some fun conversations i remember that was kind of during quarantine like late spring early summer last year and mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny Chappelle's like you're up in uh you're up at your ranch in uh, montana right he's like um no i'm definitely not i'm uh, in la it's like <laughs> Don't X-nay on the Oopensnay, Chappelle. <laughs> That's funny. Because you know somebody as big as him, I'm sure it's like he's up he here. Actually, has to oh, worry about shoot. that. Yeah. yeah. It's, oh, people are crazy. <laughs> yeah, people are ridiculous. So yeah, John is still so good. His new song, just you know, it's classic John. I haven't heard it yet, so I need to check it out. Last train. Last train home. home. Yeah. Sweet. Yep. We've been watching slash playing, Luke. Oh, no. So I I played a game, um, Maneater. It came to Game Pass. It is the ridiculous shark game. Where you, <laughs> yeah. you take on the role of a shark. And uh, so you take on like the sharks. I think it was his mother. And yeah. then the, the mom actually ends up dying like right at the beginning. And then you take on the role of the like baby shark. And then you like work your way up, like eating and gaining different abilities and I only played it for a couple hours. I might play it more. It's super goofy. It's not a game in any way to be taken seriously, but it has some decent replayability just because of how silly it is. So Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, if, especially if you have Game Pass, like just download it. It's just it's funny to just <laughs> to eat people swimming. It's just a it's yeah. a weird role to take on as a video game that you never take on as <laughs> in anything else where you're eating people. You're, you don't take on a crocodile in any game or no, I don't know a lion or something. <laughs> but it's like I don't know what to say. Funny it, concept. It's like when when playing it, I'm like, this is fun and it like looks cool and it plays, it's hilarious or whatever. But it's yeah. immediately like playing it after like maybe two hours. I was like, this is fun and all. There's too many games for this for yeah. me to really dive into this. You know, I can't imagine beating it. You know, yeah, it's a little bit Goat Simulator in that way. Yeah, you play it for a little, you laugh, you, I don't know. You carry on and then you move on. Hoot and holler or carry <laughs> on and you go. I mean, I don't know. It, it's one of those things where it's crazy how just it makes me like just marvel at just how many games there are. There are too many games, Lou. Yep. There are so many games. Yep. Like, what does it take? That's for why, you to play like, games? you know, sometimes I just, a game, like, well, I was playing Devil May Cry like a while back. Oh. And it was just like, I can see how other people like this, but this is just not for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, I just dropped it immediately. I'm like, you know, and, you know, I, I think at least I know I feel this way. I'm sure I speak for some people. You feel a little bit of pressure. <laughs> it's like, whether yeah. it's Devil May Cry or I think the epitome of it um, would also be uh, Final Fantasy. It's like, there's been so many Final Fantasies. So many people I know love them. They're just not for me, though. I just they don't mm-hmm. keep my attention. I I can see that it's a well-made game, but I literally don't have fun playing them. So it's like you don't feel that pressure that you have to play a game like play whatever yep. you enjoy and just stop playing stuff that, you know, get maybe give a game a chance like. But yeah, some games take you don't patience, like it. But don't don't play yeah. it. There has to be something there. Like I tried. Like there's been so many games like that where I tried. I feel like I should like a game and I just don't. Monster Hunter is an example for me. I'm like Monster Hunter. I should like this game, right? Cool RPG ish kind of. I don't like it. I just yeah. played it for a few hours and tried to get into it. I was like, I this isn't this isn't for me. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing with uh Bloodborne. I just not for me. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, there's, it's just I don't know that I feel like. I feel a little bit of pressure to be like, there has to be a reason so many other people like this game. There has to be something yeah. I'm I'm missing. There must be some kind of ga- gameplay loop that I'm missing. But you know, yeah, as the older I get, and the more games I play, it's really just like some gameplay things are just not for me. Like any turn-based game of any kind, I absolutely can't stand waiting to take a turn. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. why would I waste my time waiting to take a turn when I could just play, you know, a live action RPG? It's like, mm-hmm. So no, I'm not I'm not putting up with that. There's a it, it's interesting. I don't this isn't like a comment on supporting creators or anything like that. This is just the reality of this of the world we live in where we have so many games that are either just given away be it Game Pass or playstation plus or whatever the case may be there's a lot of opportunity where you can just try a game and if you aren't if you are clearly not liking it in the first like hour or two or however long it takes for you to understand oh this is what the game is you can just drop it and you have no almost no cost to you really the only cost is that 
It takes up hard drive space on your yeah. hard drive. You have to wait on it to download. That's really all it is. It's like time to download and mm-hmm. the space it takes up. This is a lot of a lot of times what I do. Something I really appreciate with uh, new consoles is um, this happens when, say, the PlayStation Plus games come out. I'll get the notification. I'm at work and um, I'll go on my PlayStation app, be like, OK, uh, add to library, which I add every PlayStation plus game to my library so if one day whatever who cares they're free games that i, I keep forever as long as i have playstation plus um then i'll if there's something i just want to try out i'll fiddle with that at work download it and when i get home it's ready and i just play it and see what happens <laughs> either delete it or keep playing it yeah a bit of a tangent luke i'm sorry <laughs> So the main thing I've been doing this week entertainment-wise is I have decided to watch all of the Fast and the Furious movies. And so I have now watched five of them. Oh, boy. I watch one, Too Fast, Too Furious, um, Tokyo Drift. Was it Fast Fast and and Furious? Furious. And then Fast Five. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, I I thought, you know, since I don't have anything else to really talk about, I'd just give... Quick, I gotta turn off this music. I can't think. You got what <laughs> do you like got? This music, it's just like this beat, and it's just like <laughs> I can't. I had like John Mayer going, and then it went to this other song. It's like I can't, I can't think with that going. To, <laughs> that, <laughs> turn that racket <laughs> off. <laughs> I am, I'm turning into that old man where I can't focus with that beat going. I used to be like, that doesn't make any sense, dad. It's just <laughs> background. It's no, it's so distracting. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) so yeah uh, i'm gonna give my quick little thoughts on each one that i've done so far Um, so the fast and the furious honestly my opinion has not changed i think that movie is great in every way i think it's incredibly underrated it's just yes it's not like an artistic movie but it has great character development it just it's kind of like you like to say it 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 trims the fat like it just it gets to the place that it is mm-hmm. trying to get to and tells the story without i think any any real added malarkey it's every, every scene i think contributes to building up of characters building up of storyline yada yada um and even though like johnny tran he may be a little throwaway he's He's an interesting enough protagonist. It's it's a movie that really focuses on the protagonist versus the antagonist. And I think that's kind of a good thing, especially yeah. being that, you know, we see now the seven movies, soon to be eight movies that came after it. It really was a great foundation for those movies because you got to know this core group of five, six people um, and you know, at least for me, probably because it hit at a time, I want to say I was in ninth grade at that point. So it hit, it hit it in a time <laughs> when I was soon to be driving and I had already enjoyed Vin Diesel stuff before that. So like, you know, as much as I love Paul Walker and I, I, I almost more like feel like I connected with him in subsequent films. Mm-hmm. I always like had a soft spot for Vin Diesel. He just... I don't know. It's, yeah, it's goofy no, he's because cool. he's an action guy, but I just, I like that. So it, I really yeah. enjoy it. So I mean, people like dig on him sometimes for being like the kind of the epitome of machismo or whatever, but I, yeah. I like it. Like, honestly, yeah. I like it when he had that whole, there needs to be some intensity. of those people <laughs> that do that. God help me. It's cool. Can't all be the rock. <laughs> I like seeing him. I like hearing his gravelly voice, which apparently is digitized. I, a friend of ours 
told me, but uh, like <laughs> like they lower it like post yeah. or something. I don't know. I, I know his voice normally is much higher. Hey guys, <laughs> basically, <laughs> I've seen some videos uh, of him talking on Instagram. <laughs> it's more of a normal man's voice. Um, so, anyways, too fast, too furious. I've held this opinion, and I would say even more so on this viewing. I say. This movie is better than people give it credit for. Okay. It's not a wonderful movie at all. None of these movies are great movies. They have hold a special place in my heart. I'm a big fan. I'm not going to sit here and say they're better than any artistic movie. They're not better than Joker or they're not better than Citizen Kane. I mean, there's, they're, they're, they're not, it, it's like comparing apples and oranges. It's two yeah, completely yeah, separate things. So too fast, too furious. I, I didn't mind the story. You know, I, I didn't mind Eva Mendez. I thought she played an interesting role and I don't know. She, she was a decent actor, which I'll get to about in the next one. So <laughs> Paul Walker, you know, he's great. And, and um, gosh, I'm blanking on the guy's name. Han? He was introduced in too fast, oh, no, too furious. Tyrese. Yeah, Han's the best, but Tyrese. Yeah. Like he's not a great actor. At least he wasn't as good back then, but him and Paul Walker, like they had fun yeah it introduced us to tyrese it introduced us to Ludacris, who i think has been a great like comedy role like the fun like tech guy and Uh you know i I like the role Ludacris plays in the whole series so i think there's some great introductions in this film and tej like in the second (laughs) one is he tech already in that one or is that like a creation that they kind of molded him into later down the road you're gonna be the tech guy now tej he, they definitely changed that role a little bit. You know, he's more of a hustler in Too Fast, Too Furious. He's yeah. selling, he's dealing, he's got his shop. I, I have to say right here, I am so confused by the timeline after but, having watched these first five movies. Yeah, yeah. So confused. Once I get to five, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why. So, okay. Tokyo Drift. This movie's terrible. This oh. movie should be dumped on constantly. I hate this movie. I <laughs> hate lucas black he's awful he's an he's a terrible actor he just is he's not a good actor i'm sorry i'm i'm sorry sorry kid but uh sling blade (laughs) he delivers his lines like a flat piece of cardboard and he does it throughout the entire movie and it ruins the movie as you know there may be things in that movie that are redeemable han is great i you know I, i really like that guy but uh Bow Wow? Yeah. Yeah. Bow Wow's <laughs> fine. I mean, <laughs> he's, there. he's a rapper. Let's be honest. He's a rapper. Uh, but there's just, there's so many things I don't like about this movie. I think the story is completely throwaway. You know, he, he, Drift he King, baby. his mom had to move around because he was trouble. And so he had to go live with his dad who acts like he's a piece of garbage. Like, <laughs> and I just don't get it. Like, I have a son now. I just, I cannot sympathize with the thought that like, you just don't care about your son so much that I know you're trying to play that like tough love thing, but like you literally act like you could not give a rip what happens to your son up until like the last moment. And then it's like, <laughs> I love you, son. It's like, pro- <laughs> no, he doesn't actually say that, but it's an approving it's just, nod. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I just can't buy it. So yeah, I just, I still don't like that movie. I just, I don't think it has a place in the universe. And the other thing I was thinking is, you know, whereas the Fast and the Furious set up 
sort of set up too fast too furious where it was like okay paul walker had to like leave la and he's living this second life and then he's got to get redeemed by going undercover again to like infiltrate this gang and try to like get him and tyrese's name like um you know out of the books or whatever you want to say um tokyo drift just doesn't tie into anything at all it takes place after six which is (laughs) weird but it's just but none of those movies had come. So, like, I know it's retroactive. The way I watched it, it's timeline. like this has not tied in in any way. And then, like, you throw Vin Diesel in there that, like, yeah, it's just oh, so yeah. weird. It's <laughs> so weird. I love that Vin Diesel was there at the end, but it's just so weird the way they did that. So, well, yeah. Lucas Black, we'll see him again uh, <laughs> in a few weeks because I see him in that trailer. I see him. Doing Awful. something. I don't know. So the last ready, person. Luke. I'd rather them bring back Vin. <laughs> Vinny. Vince. Oh, geez. Um, yeah. So, Fast and Furious. This one I'm very, Jeez. like, middling on. The title is atrocious and a complete sin, and whoever did that should be beaten. But, like, the, the stories, it's interesting enough. I was telling CJ last night about this. Like, it feels almost more like it's like an espionage like spy movie almost more because it's vin diesel it's paul walker they're kind of like pitted against each other in this movie and they're going undercover (laughs) you know against this gang and it just it doesn't feel anything like you know i i know too fast too furious nobody likes it but the the first the 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 fast and the furious and too fast too furious at least they like focused on cars like so much and yeah fast and furious it was like the cars played a role obviously because they had to otherwise no one would have even gone to this movie but it was so much more just about like oh we have to like infiltrate this gang and like find out who is the big bad and Mm -hmm. it just it was fine i just to me, that was the next worse after Tokyo Drift. So, um, but then you get to Fast Five, and this movie's just great. This movie yeah. just it it kicks on all cylinders right from the beginning, and it just I don't know. It's just so good. I, I love the Brazil backdrop and like the We're in the Brazil. main bad guy. <laughs> this is Brazil. <laughs> um the main bad guy like he, he he carries some weight like he has like significance in the whole city and it just it's just so good and and yeah. the rock like the rock like fits in like a puzzle piece when he comes into this it just it makes so much sense that after all these years of running now and you know really they've lived on the other side of the law now for so long like it makes sense that they're finally like okay things are gonna start catching up to you at some point, mm-hmm. even though they get away with it completely in this movie. I'm, I'm spoiling all these movies. It, so if it, you haven't seen them, I'm please, sorry, yeah, but so I'm just going to go ahead and spoil all these movies. So yeah, even though they get away with like everything pretty much at the end. Um, yeah. I think they explain it away in a decent way with like saving the rock and like trying to like save his like crew that got killed. Like there, there's a reason you could see like personal reason why an agent in the role of the rock would choose, you know, to do what he did. But yeah, it's yeah. just, it's really good. And it brings everybody together again. And you get that, like, 
that good like feeling of all these characters and you get that familia that uh vin diesel yeah, likes to talk about this is where they really i think start yeah. the whole fast family yeah. thing i think yeah <laughs> yeah i mean there's a little bit of that in fast and furious with letty like that's the big storyline yeah and, like how important that was and in the beginning they're like stealing the oil and yeah i mean there's there's some of that but uh yeah fast five that's just oh so good so. so is that one the one with the post credit scene where they were like, okay, because Letty comes back in the next one. And so this is the one where he's like, tell me, do you believe in ghosts or whatever? And it's like uh, some sort of cam footage of Letty. And it's like they bring Eva Mendez back. I don't for think just I, one I didn't scene. watch it. Yeah. It's just like Eva Mendez walks up to the rock or something. I think I've seen it, but yeah, I need to go back and watch <laughs> it. I haven't seen it in a long time. So I'll go back and watch ghosts? it. <laughs> yeah i i remember that scene but uh yeah yeah i think we were doing something else so i turned it off I'm i was thinking forward. when i turned it off i'm like i'm pretty sure there's a post credit scene in this one but but it's I gotta 11. do something else <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah looking forward to hearing your opinion on the next uh, uh yep. three furious three. seven yeah yep all right cool anything else Been man? a lot of fun nope all right um couple things here and there i've been trying out a few games um nothing like i'm diving into like heavily but um there is a game that was free to play for a while i think it just left free to play and um i think it's actually coming to game pass pretty soon and uh you can purchase it for like 20 bucks knockout city it's an ea Hmm. game it's one of these um i don't know it's like i it it would be something like you want reminds me of it reminds me of like a like Splatoon almost, where it's like it's like a shooter, but it's not. Uh, mm-hmm. This is a dodgeball game, basically. It's all dodgeball, <laughs> where you're in some area, you have your avatar and your team of three or four. I don't remember, but you have your arena, and you. It is what it sounds like. You're going running around. You tackle people, knock dodgeball out of their hands. You catch the ball and throw it back at them. It's it's you know what? It's I, I saw the trailer. I think during like a Nintendo Direct, and I was like, oh please, this is it's fun. Like honestly, yeah. I was playing for a while, and I like it just hit me. I'm like, this is fun. Like this is a fun game. <laughs> the controls are tight. Like it just feels satisfying when you catch it and when you hit someone. It's not like dodgeball, like regular dodgeball, where you have like a line that you can't cross, or if you catch it, the person who threw it is out. It's not like that. Mm-hmm. It's strictly hitting the other person with a dodgeball. If you <laughs> tackle them, it doesn't count. All it does is knock them off balance. And if they have a dodgeball, they drop it. There's different types of dodgeballs. <laughs> like there's a bomb. There's one that like makes you jump really high. And you're pretty acrobatic. You can like do a double double jump double you know and like do a quick dodge and all that stuff it's it's fun i i just i recommend it especially if you if you can play it the mario kart of dodgeball <laughs> yeah yeah honestly it, it did it really gave me a nintendo vibe it made me feel that okay if this was a nintendo game i mean well like it is on switch but if nintendo made it you know mm-hmm. i feel like they one would charge 60 dollars for it like no doubt in my mind because it's polished and it looks good and nintendo's yeah. ridiculous but um <laughs> ea's charging 20 so either check it out or if it sounds good spend the 20 dollars. if i think it's coming to game pass check it out on game pass it's 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 just fun it's a really fun multiplayer game where 
And that's something I don't really do very often is play multiplayer games. It's just, I don't know. It feels great. Um, what, what's the name of it again? Knockout City. Okay. Knockout City. Just uh, <laughs> It's one of those games where I'm just like, yeah, this is video games, where it's just like a video game, video game, it's a video game. There's not yeah. like too many systems or anything like that. You can pick it up and figure it out in like 15 minutes, and you just go. And you just go. You don't have to like worry about, oh man, I got to unlock this or I don't know. You have to, you don't really have to worry about communicating really with anyone. It's, it's so simple, but it just feels so good to play. It, the simplicity it actually can carry it for a while. And I think $20 is a great price point for something like this, even though you might play it for a good long time because there is like things like leveling up just to like get, you know, I'll get new dances or, Right. Costumes. Nothing's, you know, really. Oh, yeah. Nothing you have to have, like a lot of these yeah. games. The free to play stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. The free to play stuff. Exactly. I'm trying uh, not to say garbage because I say it too much. <laughs> yeah. A <laughs> um, couple other things. Uh, I was, I didn't, I didn't bring this up last week. I completely forgot, forgot about it. I mean, E3 is coming up. We're going to talk about that. And uh, I, I love sitting down for a presentation for like a video game presentation. There was a state of play. I guess at this point it was a couple of weeks ago. And I'm sorry, I'm like got the hiccups. How unprofessional! It it, the, yeah, it happens. This one was for Horizon Forbidden West, and um, I talked about Horizon Zero Dawn. How much that game rules, and mm-hmm. yeah, this game's coming out most likely by the end of this year. And man, I gotta tell you this. That gameplay trailer, I, I haven't felt that way in a long time. Where I watched it and I was like, "Holy crap, this looks good!" I was thrilled, and I don't really have much to say beyond that. I, I just give it to me at this point. I, I don't, I don't know how they make the game look this good. I don't understand how the game's gonna be on PlayStation Four. Like even like, well, apparently this game was made for PlayStation Four, so the footage oh. you saw was PlayStation a PlayStation 4 game. This is going to be a PlayStation 4 game and is up and enhanced for PS5. For PS5, okay. Which is just, it's crazy. It's crazy. (laughs) It shows you that we are in a very different console generation than we have been in the past where these old generation games still look really good. Yeah. And I mean, the upgrade I think is definitely worth it. I mean, I've appreciated my Series X so much. But... These are still great games. <laughs> so yeah, you're just getting a better experience, a much better experience. Absolutely. And uh, I, don't, I don't know. I think Gorilla, they may be like Wizards or something. Gorilla Games is like uh, Amber is playing the first one currently. And she's going back and forth between uh, Horizon Zero Dawn and Pokemon Snap, which I haven't gotten to play yet. Um, and I'm still actually amazed by how good Horizon Zero Dawn looks. And that game's come came like that game's as old as Breath of the Wild. So it's been like four years. It, I don't know. It's a yeah. the new one looks great. Can't wait. Um, Amber and I had a, our house is pretty much set up. As you can see, we're pretty nice. much rocking and rolling. Yep. Uh, last movies weekend, for days. Movies for days, man. <laughs> uh, last this weekend was our first uh, weekend to kind of relax. So Friday night, um, we just hung out around the house, had a little in-house date night and we watched uh, new to, we talked about this a little bit new to HBO max was the conjuring. The devil made me do it. Mm. Um, I've seen the first two. <laughs> it's one of those things where after the first two, I don't really, it's one of those series where I'm like, what happened in which one? 
Right. I don't really remember. They exist. Do they follow each other? Is it a continuing story? I, I was I, I was confused about that. For some reason I thought this may have been a prequel, but it's not. It's a mm. it's continuing the adventures of Ed and Lorraine Warren. Oh, okay. Apparently real. I people, thought they were like completely different stories, but like somehow in the same universe, but it actually is like linear in some way. There is yeah. a line through line. The main characters of the series are Ed and Lorraine Warren. They're based on mm-hmm. real people called Ed and Lorraine Warren who did a lot of this stuff and um they're like investigators or something. Yeah, they're like investigators slash like ministers or something like that. And um, and so yeah, this one, this one's okay. I mean, a lot of the other ones, there were there were something about them like this is obviously a good movie, but I don't know. I watching it, I there was something about it. You know when you can sometimes tell like I'm bored. You know you kind of like realize yep. that at a certain point in the movie. Um. The other ones, I don't remember ever feeling that way. But this one, for some reason, I was watching it and I felt like, you know, you're watching. You're just like, okay, okay. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. That's like the worst thing <laughs> you yeah, can say about a movie, really. I don't like that feeling. It's not great. But at the same other time. Other than I hate this. <laughs> that's yeah. The, it's the second worst thing. <laughs> and I felt like this one was the most over the top, you know, based on a true story. I feel like this one was the least or at least the most like exaggerated where it's like we're gonna put a villain in here and you know it was really over the top and (laughs) ridiculous by the end but um it was okay that's all i can really say where was it on the scare factor um personally i thought the other ones were much scarier like much much scarier Hmm. um the scariest part of the movie was at the end where they played actual audio clips that is creepy but in the movie itself sometimes with certain horror movies for me personally for for me to get scared i I feel like the movie has to look kind of crappy sometimes i don't know i i I think a lot of horror movie people have that same thing where a movie has to look really like gritty a little bit these movies as they go start to look more and more polished and high quality and the cgi is in full force and using it more and that it just i get less scared i mean i don't know what to say i'm just like yeah so no i i didn't find it very very scary personally uh the first the first couple i thought were very scary this one no not not particularly but it's it's okay it it was it was on hbo max i didn't i have a thing now when it comes to horror movies they're the ones i if I have an option, I'd rather not go to the theaters. People, I just do not trust yeah. people not to talk. I was amazed by our experience with The Quiet Place Part 2. But I feel like that movie like casts a spell on people where it's like the whole point of the movie is to be quiet. And so it almost like plays a trick on you where you're like, yeah, I have to be quiet too. But with the hor- all, all these other horror movies, people tend to talk when they get scared, when they're nervous. Yeah. They start mm-hmm. to like, I'm going to, oh, and no. Yeah, I'm going to talk. <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, they talk, either talk to the movie or whisper to their friend, basically to take their mind off the situation so they're not as There's immersed. a difference between being like, oh, shoot, and being like, oh, no, we running, no, that kind of stuff. It's like, go, 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 stop. don't go in yeah. there. You know, or like, that's... yeah, telling people to do, th- it's like, come on, no. Reacting is 100% fine. Commenting yeah. is not. <laughs> yeah. 
as uh, our um, you know it when you're doing it you, you still do it you know who you are <laughs> listening to this podcast you're naughty um <laughs> that's pretty much it um just watching a lot of stuff. Oh, something that really frustrated me. I feel like I wanted to bring this up because I forgot. You know what really f- makes me, uh, I don't want to say mad. It, it's its like uh, annoying to me personally. It's not like an annoying thing in general. When you're watching a show, you're like watching your way through a show and uh, like retroactively, like we're watching Shit's Creek and we're in season five. Uh, the final episode of season four is a Christmas episode. So hmm. how it goes a lot of times it's <laughs> like there'll be a this has happened to us we're watching a show and the christmas episode comes and we're like shoot well i'd like to skip it and save it for christmas but yeah. i don't know if anything plot important is going to happen in this episode yeah. and you, you have no idea and how you don't know yeah. how christmas it is so it turns yeah. out this episode is nothing to do with the plot it, it basically is a Christmas special. I don't special remember that through. episode. I'm going to have to go back and watch a little bit. It's called Johnny's <laughs> Christmas or something, or Johnny Rose's Christmas, our last episode of season four. And you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm even more upset because it's a great, great Christmas special. Yeah. Like we were talking about Christmas specials. I'm going to watch it again when Christmas rolls around because it's one, it's self-contained. It can happen almost at multiple points in like, you know, could happen to anyone well it could happen to anyone <laughs> no, it can happen at a lot of different points in the series so it's not like and it's very much in the status of the show and it's just great it's got all the classic christmas stuff you want to see in a christmas special it's super christmasy it's got that christmas spirit it's fantastic i think and it's actually real one of the better episodes of the show because it's like really funny too so yeah this christmas <laughs> when it comes around in six yeah. months check it out <laughs> that's about right it on. um so yeah we're, we're talking about uh e3 you know it's uh not here yet it's coming up starting this saturday so it's uh coming up here pretty soon yep. we thought we'd just kind of get the hype train rolling and start some speculation and you know chugga 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 choo choo and talk <laughs> about uh what we hope to see what we think we'll see and what we hope we don't see i don't know i don't know maybe I don't know, but I love this. I love E3. Like, it's become this in the Game Awards. It's just a time where I can just relax, sit back, eat some fried food, and grab a drink and just lounge and enjoy it. I love it. Like, it's... All right. (laughs) I don't know. I love this crap. (laughs) How do you feel about it? Definitely. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the same as, like, I enjoy, like, a large sporting event. It's just, like, there's a lot, a lot for me to see here and a lot for me to be interested in. And even though, honestly, I probably won't play, like, 80% at least of the games that are shown, mm-hmm. it's still so cool to just, like, have the knowledge of what that game is about. You know, when somebody refers to it, it's like, oh, yeah, I saw the E3 trailer for that. Or, you know, I saw the press conference that ubisoft or you know whoever bethesda had on that and that, so i got to see the teaser and i got to hear them talk about like their next gen engine or you know there's just there's so much in it there's there's almost no point at which i'm like bored because it's like i love technology so like the tech side of it is always interesting to me yeah. so it's like it could be a game that i couldn't never wanted to play but i'd still be interested to like see how it is you know new new art style 
like I said, new engines are always interesting to me. Like, what are they new, doing with the new Snowdrop engine or the new, you know, Unreal yeah, or Unreal 5. whatever it is and ray tracing? Like, there's so many cool technologies that have come out with a new generation that, you know, perhaps have been available probably for a while now on PC, but, you know, we get to see them on the console side and, so it's just so cool with, especially with the new stuff that's out. What the what the uh, studios are doing with those things yeah. and how they're implementing them and new play style, new um, you know, there's there's so many new games that come out too that it's like, that's crazy. That's so original because there's so many games coming out that mm-hmm. there's able to for those kind of games to be made. Whereas you know, ten years ago maybe there there wasn't really a place for that and there wasn't the open engine that you know just a small studio could use to make that game that you know like we we were talking about like a dodgeball game or like a survival island game that i had talked about a while back it's like there's just crazy stuff being made that's just like i'm so glad somebody got to put this idea on paper and that's what e3 is wrapped all in one it's like here's everything that's happening you get to see it all at once and it's just an event it's awesome yeah it it like it really starts to like like just look forward to like the future like here's what you have to look forward to and you kind of just think and speculate throughout the year it's great and it elicits emotions in me like certain like like it w- with a microsoft one i think we're actually going to you know, come together and watch that and like gather around have some food It'd be fun but uh like when during the microsoft presentation that world premiere like i just like there yeah. it elicits like an emotion good, jordan well done and, thank you and uh when like the switch <laughs> the switch ones where you hear the and you see the thing come down like what here yeah. what's coming what's yeah. coming like it gives me like such a feeling of excitement oh yeah with these and so yeah i mean because even though they're not always things that you really care about there's always the chance that that one's gonna chance. come to be like this game rocked my universe and i played this game yeah. for years after that and i talked about this game for years after that it's like like when halo was revealed it's like you know, I didn't know about it back then, but like, if I had known what I know now about that, it would be like my mind would probably explode like out of my oh, brain. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, let, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about. We're not gonna go through like every. Well, what about the Ubisoft one? What about the Square Enix one? You know, we can just kind of talk and in generalities i guess you know because it's like i don't really know a lot of times with like stuff like ea i'm like i don't really know what what i hope i mean star wars or i don't know i really know what i hope they do i mean we could talk obviously more specifically about xbox and and uh nintendo some of the bigger ones but let's do that let's talk about just kind of the smaller ones and generalities like what are some of the things you you hope to see and some of the things that uh, you expect to see. I don't know. How can I send you this guide, Jordan? What would be the best way that you could view this? Because I found a pretty good guide that like lays out. Uh, put your phone up to stuff. your webcam. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you can send it in the chat. Okay. I'm, I, I'm this a is season. a pretty good guide, and we can like yeah. help guide the folks out there. Help gu- guide us. Guide us, Games Radar. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, E3 E3 2021 guide everything you need to know. Let's do it. So All they've right. got a decent like list there of things. Yeah. That are confirmed and like things that they're talking about that you know, we may or may not see. Um absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right off the bat, well, I mean, I think the top 2 for me on the Microsoft side is Halo Infinite and Starfield. I mean, I think those are the ones that 
there's almost no chance that we don't see those i would say i'd be completely blown away if we don't yeah. see starfield halo for me we're seeing halo it yeah we're getting halo i was what, hoping halo would have been out in the spring so yeah i'm yeah. already a little disappointed that it didn't get but i guess there was a lot more work to be done what do you think they're going to show when it comes to halo i really i i like to th- this is what i like to think i like to think that the main problems were in the campaign and the multiplayer was was well far along they just hadn't gotten around to revealing that yeah and so maybe there's still work to be done on the campaign hopefully it's far along but there's still work to be done but they have the multiplayer in a good place and they're able to show like some of that footage which i think would get people really excited about the game and and give them a little bit more like <laughs> leeway to be like okay things are looking good in the halo world you know we don't have to be worried about that keep working bun not bungee gosh keep working 343 you know get back to us when you have campaign stuff in whatever the new look or whatever they've done to mm-hmm. upgrade it so are they gonna have that's what thing i like where to think people <laughs> stand on stage or whatever they do and play a round of a multiplayer you think and kind of someone explaining things as they go oh no you like that you like when people do that <laughs> like a live a live uh, multiplayer presentation not really honestly i really i would rather it just show a full screen like one person like playing and just like show everything that's happening with one person to me when you jump around from person to person it starts to be like wait who's where where are we on the map now mm-hmm. you have to like recalibrate yourself because you're not sitting there with the controller in your hand you don't you don't know where you are in the map and then it's like wait who's this he's shooting who what yeah so i mean i i get it you you do that because it, it shows a lot of people in a lot of scenarios so you know whereas like a shield grenade maybe wouldn't work when the one person's doing it somebody else is doing it so they can use it or you know the somebody else gr- grabs a banshee and they do that and somebody else grabs a ghost i get why you do it but i guess i would just i would rather it just be like they played in the office they recorded it they got that perfect thing that showed like a bunch of stuff and it's just it's more like a cinematic but not not truly cinematic you know it's like actual gameplay footage but like just the perfect sequence to show off cool things I, to me that's what gets me really excited yeah so you're you're not looking forward to any uh anyone talking about like talking in ways people do not talk when playing multiplayer yeah yeah wow that was one nasty customer let's see what's around the corner (laughs) that's the worst and then the other trope that they do is having an announcer over it like it's the super bowl and it's Uh like okay you know no i don't need to be guided through what's happening like i'm a fan of halo i know how halo goes i know what's going on i just i want to see what's cool about the new game like that's all i want it's it's weird thing overhype uh, is what i'm saying um with starfield i find it kind of strange how this goes to show you how much people love bethesda how much conversation there is around this game that i don't know what it is does anyone know what it is at all we don't know if it's a first person shooter or like a mass effect style like no one seems to know well we know it's an rpg it's an RPG, okay. So we know that much. Um, yeah, I I need to go back and watch. Like they have the teaser here. I was looking on it, um, but yeah. Other than that, I don't know. Yeah. It, it, but either way, I'm sure this is obviously their big one. Like 
clearly there's reason to be excited. It's like excited because it's like this is going to be their big one, right? They were like the way they announced it, like the hype that's surrounding it. This is not just like Rage Two or anything like that. This is yeah, their AAA dinner. Basically. It says Bethesda's been working on Starfield for over a decade. Holy crap! Howard's called Starfield the the biggest, most epic science fiction thing you could possibly imagine. Dear Lord. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite a statement. That is a, quite a statement. <laughs> but do you think they're going to show... So, gameplay, right? They've got to show gameplay. Got to show, but... They trademarked it in they 2013. Are. Yeah, um, I know on another podcast I was listening to that some of the gameplay had been leaked, but they said that's really old that's from like eight years ago so like yeah, don't yeah. take that as like how the game's gonna end up looking um but yeah i mean they gotta show they gotta show something i mean i think a cinematic sequence is is kind of where this game is at at this point but you know i say that but honestly i would be a little disappointed if that's what it ended up being because yeah this is a game that's already been announced and it just feels like if if we're ever going to get a elder scrolls like within my lifetime we need to go ahead and finish off starfield and like get working on elder scrolls oh my god yeah i I, goodness because i mean if you know if starfield takes that long i can only imagine elder scrolls is yeah they're probably going to go massive with that as well i can only imagine it would be skyrim 2 most likely i would hope i would hope Jeez Louise! What? But uh, I think it is going to be a cinematic, cinematic look at in-engine gameplay in Starfield. That's not like on console. It's in-engine, so it looks absolutely perfect. And we're just going to be blown away by how it looks. And yeah, it's probably going to say something like, I don't know if it'll say like played on an xbox series x or something but i don't know if they've had enough time to do that you know now that they're owned by microsoft i I would think they would want to do something like that to try to push more console sales but they probably will just say something in the ballpark of in engine Mm -hmm. you know they have these like tricksy ways of wording this stuff to where it's like oh so that's what it's gonna look like but then you realize later it's like well sort of yeah (laughs) not really I think uh, another. I think game. it's gonna look really good. Ah, uh, yeah, I, I'm really excited. Excited to see what in the world it's gonna be. Um, I think one of the big games that's probably gonna knock some socks off is gonna be probably Hellblade Two. I imagine they're gonna show that, and it's gonna look insane. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna. And that's a uh, that's an Unreal Engine Five game. So is it? Wow, that's really exciting. Yeah, gosh. Yeah, I imagine that is going to blow some minds. Like, just Hellblade, the first Hellblade looks amazing. Like, it looks really freaking good. It's one of those games where I was like, how do they do this? Yeah. And, like, I don't know. Uh, smaller studio and with, like, I don't know. It looks amazing. And so. Yeah, seems like a real small studio. Yeah, and it looks incredible. And uh, seeing the in the engine trailer that they showed at that Game Awards for uh, Hellblade 2. A couple of years ago, I think it was a couple of years ago. That was so. Yeah, looking forward to that. Um, anything else with Microsoft? You think maybe we'll get some Fable? Probably, yeah. And um, gosh, blanking on the name of it, the uh, Golden Eye clone. Oh, Perfect Dark. 
Perfect Dark, yeah. I, I wonder if there's any more teasing on that, but that that could be something they put on the back burner for a little while. I could see that. Um, yeah, I forgot about Perfect Dark. That's yeah, that's a big one too. That was kind of the big reveal at yeah. the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to look through our guide here. Yeah, I mean that's probably it for. You know, there's going to be an incredible amount of indie games. Um, yeah. I think 12 minutes was one that was on the Microsoft stage in the past. That's kind of, I've heard talked about minutes. That's right. Yeah. Um, that's a, definitely a, a smaller indie game, but yeah, it looks, looks pretty interesting. I imagine we'll get some really big announcements as far as big games that are coming to game pass. That would be pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Ah, I'm trying to think like, what would they, what would they get? They've gotten so many of them now. Um, Scarlet um, Nexus, I think, would be a good one because that game's just coming out, and I think like they're like it's available day one on a Game Pass. That would be wild. Yeah, and that it, would be wild. I played the demo for that. It's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's some big games out there they could just be like, and this is available. Yeah, they usually have this big long list of E3 that's like these games are available later today on Game Pass, and yeah. It seems to me that Microsoft um, usually a lot of times they'll have some sort of they'll talk in some way about infrastructure or hardware in some way during their E3, whether it's X Cloud or some new way they're using Game Pass or like in the past they used it to announce backwards compatibility. Do you think I, I can't imagine really what they'd announce, but they usually yeah. do announce something like that during during their e3 presentation that doesn't have to do with this is a new game or this game's on game pass there's usually something or we've just acquired this studio <laughs> there's yeah. usually one of those other things be. yeah i know there's been a lot of rumors about acquiring studios um mm-hmm. but yeah i don't know none of that really i think is enough of a rumor that you know i would say that is probably going to happen um yeah, I don't know. The the ascent was was another one on the list there that uh, was kind of interesting. From I think the showcase in July, I want to oh, say yeah, yeah, we saw ascent. this. Um, mm-hmm, I remember that. So that's an RPG, and that, that'll be interesting. To see mm-hmm. how that goes. Yeah. Cool. Um, so a lot of this other stuff, like Ubisoft, I don't know what to say. We're gonna see more probably of far cry six yeah i i'd imagine do you think it's too soon you think it's too soon to see anything from uh for a a new assassin's creed i mean valhalla just came out it's probably going to be i don't know i think assassin's creed is on the back burner for a little bit yeah Um, probably i was trying to think what uh, so they're they have a rainbow six game that's probably coming not too long I'm guessing that might come by the end of the year. Rainbow Six Quarantine, which mm. is like a survivor shooter, like I guess like zombie esque clone. And they're saying there's some kind of like Splinter Cell. I saw in another article, it's like a Splinter Cell hybrid of. Um, oh, where is it? I'll I'll look for it, but yeah. The Rainbow Six Quarantine. I'm interested to see more of that. They had a, I'm looking. There was a teaser in 2019 for that game. So, mm. the, as of right now, it's set for September 2021. So, okay, I can only imagine that the quarantine is the only reason that game hasn't been like 
teased a lot more already this year, you know, for build up. So I think one of the big things to come out of E3 with all of these is like just updates on what, where these games are, you know, because of what, you know, the obvious delays because of what's been happening. Um, yeah. Just like, so how are you guys doing? Like games like Suicide Squad, like, oh, you know, yeah. we had oh, like gosh. the big fan dome and, um, it's an intruder. It's my dog. <laughs> um, oh. oh, Ollie. And uh, Arkham Knights is another one uh, that, yeah. <laughs> you know, at the Arkham fandom, Knights, stuff I... like that. It's like, where are you guys at at this point? You know, you, you announced a lot. You said a lot. But that Let's was... check in with our buddies over at WB. Yeah. Was that 2020 or was that 2019? Uh, oof. I think it was 2020. I think. I recall what because I remember watching the Batman trailer and I think that was last year. Yeah. It was 2019, God help us. Was, you mean the, the Batman trailer without Batman? Uh, no, <laughs> no. Nights the, that didn't include Batman? No, I mean, because the, the, they also showed the movie, like, with... Uh, oh, yeah, right. Robert Pattinson. Batman. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sure we'll get a lot of that for sure. Um, let's see. Um, there's something I just that just dawned on me, and I think that would be a really good get for a Game Pass. Something I know we're backtracking a little bit here. I think um, Final Fantasy VII Remake is ending its exclusivity time period with Sony, really? and so I th- that would mm-hmm. be um, at least the uh, current the last gen version. I think they hold um, exclusivity for the next gen version. I think for another six months, but the last gen one, I think. Is I think that's how they're doing. I think the exclusivity is ending. So I wouldn't be surprised because they've been putting a lot of Final Fantasy games on Game Pass. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they did that once it's um, available to them. But I, I don't know. I think that would be. I don't know. They did that with a uh, Dragon Quest um, Eleven as soon mm-hmm. as it was available for them to release on Xbox. They put it on Game Pass. So I feel like that might be how they're handling a lot of their yeah. Square Enix games. They definitely um, see that as their future. They just push things right into there. Yeah, where if especially with these timed exclusives, to say, oh, okay, I'm surprised now that it's the developers are okay with that. So I guess that to me, that's a good sign when the developers are yeah. fine with their stuff being put straight into Game Pass. So I think it's some sort of whatever the details are. You know, it must be you know enough for them to be interested in that. Yeah, especially Dragon Quest. You know, because it's like with them, it's like. With Dragon Quest, Dragon Quest is ginormous in Japan. It's huge. It's one of the biggest gaming franchises there. But it's only starting to grow here in the United States with Dragon Quest Eleven, And so for them to put that on Game Pass, that's that's really introducing them to a lot of Americans, honestly, to put it on an Xbox console and say, hey, here you go. You heard about this big franchise. Here you go. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I think that's smart for a lot of these Japanese uh Japanese games for them to say, here you go. Xbox is the win-win. It introduces um, their stuff to us and yeah, it promotes them as well. So I don't know. I think it's a good, a good thing. Um, am I, am I remembering wrong, Jordan? I swear that Deathloop was in an announcement by Bethesda last year. And I swear at the, you know, I haven't heard anybody else mention this, but I swear it was a timed exclusive for PlayStation, but everyone's just saying it's a plain exclusive, but I swear in the announcement that somewhere I thought I'd seen that it was a time thing, like it was a year or something, kind of like Final Fantasy, but 
I'm gonna be honest with you, Luke. For most things that aren't owned by like the owned by the studio or owned by the actually like if it's not owned by Sony, like the studio, I always think timed exclusive. I don't second know if it's party, the case. you mean? Yeah, second party. Yeah. I always think it's probably a timed exclusive. Whenever I like Final Fantasy 16, like they don't talk about it, but I'm sure Final Fantasy 16 is coming to Xbox yeah. in a year, or however long. I, I just. I just I wish I could find that out. I'd just like to know. And and everything I've every conversation I've heard on a podcast, everything I've read about it, it hasn't mentioned that. And I think it would be an easy thing to just not mention. Not that it's not true. It's just yeah, you know, that's not what the conversation about. The conversation is about so Deathloop is coming out, you know, Bethesda's honoring their commitment to PlayStation, but just never mentioning my actual question so yeah i mean i am assuming it's an it's a timed exclusive that's kind of just my the game looks good so that's one of the reasons i am wondering you know it does look good um oh, i'm sick it's of one seeing of the top it. google things timed exclusive that being said i'm, I'm very sick of seeing it because i feel like every like show i see it shows up and i'm like okay i know i just want to play it stop they're saying death loop and ghostwire tokyo are timed exclusive that's yeah. what somebody said on reddit so those were like the big Bethesda announcements that were going to be for PlayStation Five before, before they were acquired. Do you so. think they're going to show those games at Bethesda's conference? Yeah, that's a really it, good question, that isn't it? It's a joint thing with yeah. Microsoft. I'm wondering. I think sharing a stage. I would like to think that Microsoft has no problem showing off games. They're you making know, money for too. Bethesda to like make room to like show off games. Yeah. You know, in the future, this is not going to be a problem. So this is really only a 2021 issue, probably. Yeah, you're not going to see any <laughs> of this problem crop up ever Assuming, again. <laughs> I, I would think these games would be out by the next E3. I would assume, likely, especially yeah. since they're smaller games. They're not like big AAA games. No. Um. Yeah, I wouldn't think this would be an issue, but. I would like to think that Microsoft wouldn't have any problem with that. I mean, Phil has certainly acted in that kind of manner in the past. So, yeah, if that's any, you know, telling sign, then it would remind me of a moment will. where uh, during the uh, Smash Bros presentation, when they were showing off Banjo, which is obviously a, a character who is now owned by Rare, owned by Microsoft. Right. And at the end, you know, we have uh, Sakurai talking about the character and he did this thing pitch for the games he's like if you'd like to check out banjo kazooie and banjo tooie they're available on xbox this <laughs> is this really funny thing to see yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so hey <laughs> it could happen um <laughs> square it's more surprising on sony's stage yeah. for that to happen oh but. that would be oh god yep. <laughs> hell would be snowing and <laughs> it would yeah snowing um <laughs> But that'll be an interesting moment to see. Yeah, timed exclusive for PlayStation. Yeah, maybe at the end of the trailer <laughs> on the Microsoft stage. Obviously, so I don't know. They may just not mention it. I don't know. They, they may just not, like yeah. let Bethesda like have a little thing during a Sony event, or yeah, I don't know. It's such in such a weird place where, like we said, like Sony's probably not going to want anything about Xbox on their show. So it's like, is Microsoft going to let a Bethesda person like? I could see maybe just a, like a representative for Bethesda showing up, one of the studio heads showing up, yeah, at whatever you know Sony event is most likely going to happen in the next 
two weeks or so. I hope. Gosh, I still I, don't know. <laughs> it's so frustrating that Sony just doesn't just announce it already. Just do something so we know. If you want to be like, here's our big EA E3 state of play, just do it. Just if you're gonna do like Nintendo does, and you're gonna be like, here's our E3 presentation or whatever, just tell us. Don't like be like, let's. It seems like they just missed the party. It's just such a strange thing, and I hate it. Yeah. They have a lot of good things going on for them. It feels like they're missing momentum. They have Ratchet and Clank coming out this week. And I feel like that would be supposed to be a great time just launch into, I don't know. It frustrates me. But anyways. uh, Yeah, especially it really doesn't make sense that they're not taking part when it's an all digital event. It's like, it's no different than what you're already doing, but you're just, you know, supporting the Electronic Expo. Yep. But I guess that's what they don't want to do. That's what they're saying. So stupid. Um, yeah, and I, I like this sort of pomp and circumstance that's behind some of these presentations. I feel like Microsoft is really the only one that does it this way anymore. Where it's their, Phil Spencer getting up on stage and saying some speech that's a, we here at Microsoft believe that gaming whatever that whole thing I don't care I love it <laughs> yeah. and I it sucks that no one really does anymore it sucks that I miss the days where uh Reggie Fizeme would go on stage at Nintendo and make some sort of speech like that talk about <laughs> how he's there to kick ass and play video games or sell video games or whatever and uh yeah whatever it's fine um Square Enix <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, yeah, Square Enix, like, they're such a different company than they used to be, aren't they? Like, yeah, there's like almost two sides to Square Enix, you know? There's their yeah. ultra Japanese side, and there's their ultra American side where you're like, oh, uh, you know, like, uh, life is strange kind of games, just cause, you know, <laughs> and stuff like Tomb yeah. Raider, stuff like that, and uh, Outriders, of course. And yeah. so, I don't know. There's going to be that side, and then there's going to be the other side. We're going to see some. That's probably going to be their ongoing big thing. Yeah, I I can't believe that game still has a life. Like I felt like it crashed so hard at launch that I'm just amazed that it's still going. Yeah, it's just like at this point they're just fulfilling promises for it. They're just like, oh well, we said we have to do a Spider-Man DLC, so well we said we had to support this thing for a year and a half or whatever yeah. so i mean basically maybe what, a deus ex sequel maybe shoot that would be pretty cool that'd, yeah a lot of people would be really excited about that would that. be a fun reveal they're likely probably gonna they're gonna show final fantasy 16 they're gonna show more of that yeah how could they not um they have that uh, i'm guessing some expansion for the avengers yeah, there's gonna they're probably gonna show um, some of Black Panther DLC and maybe some Spider Man. Um, I'd imagine. Really, when it, my relationship with that game is Spider Man, yeah, under Square Enix. Well, no, they they uh, have some deal where they're gonna do a DLC character for Spider Man. Oh, okay. in, uh, right. In they're Avengers. adding them in. Yeah, they're adding them in. Um, I basically just pop into that game every now and then. They'll release the DLC and the DLC story sections like free. So I'm just like, all right, play the story bit put it down it's fine um yeah you know i I don't know what else we're gonna see from square enix i mean i doubt kingdom hearts is gonna be there um in any real way i think uh it'll probably be another year maybe before we see another kingdom hearts thing i feel like they're still you know it wasn't that long ago since kingdom hearts 3 and they released uh that uh rhythm game i feel like it's gonna be have they said what their plan is 
for Kingdom Hearts going forward? Yeah, I mean, we're going to get a new mainline game uh, coming up at some point. Um, mm. I know that, like, you know, like a Kingdom Hearts 4 or something mm-hmm. like that because they, it's not over. The story isn't over. And they, the director's like, yep, we're doing it. And uh, the end of the third one's like, it ends with the words, a promise to return. And so it'll it'll come back. It'll happen. But it didn't take gonna... very long for the third one to come out. So no, of course. I so... just hold your breath. <laughs> I'll start holding my breath now. I'm, I'll be fine. <laughs> God help me. If that's the case, oh my gosh. It's hard. 10, being a 12, 15 fan. years from now, Jordan, you'll definitely have oh, your next game. Oh, no. <laughs> How long did it take, man? It took a long time, man. It took a long time. Kingdom Hearts, uh, if you're counting by Kingdom Hearts 2, holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Yeah. It, it, ages. Yeah. Ages, man. Was it, it before 2010? Kingdom Hearts 2 came out? Yes. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. Yes. Hard yes. It came out. Oh, my God. Was it Kingdom- 07? I want to say it was 07. I think it was 07. Kingdom. <laughs> that's insane. Yeah, that's insane. Uh, it, it's that's got to be the longest for like a game of that size. Like that's AAA level. 2005, you know? Luke. Yeah, absolutely. Oh absolutely. I mean, they and had it came out in 2020, the 2019, 2019. Yeah. What was it? Wow. No, it was 2018, wasn't it? It just seems it like 2018. Wow. Yeah, and then they came out with DLC Longer the next than I year. I realized. Okay. Yeah. yeah um, whenever they do, I feel like I'm good for a while. Like I, Kingdom Hearts Three did satisfy me. So whenever yeah. the next one comes out, that's good. If it comes out in five years, six years from now, I'll be fine. Um, but anywho, yeah, I feel like we'll get that. Some new stuff here and there. Um, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to show, but I always look forward to Square Enix. I love Square yeah. Enix. Um, okay. EA, I want to see a new Battlefield. I want to see a modern day Battlefield. I'm sick of Battlefield and World War II. Those games were excellent. They were really cool, but I want some modern weapons again. It has been so long since I've gotten to play a battlefield with modern weapons. Do people I, like these games? Not Battlefield, but the ones when they do I go love back. Battlefield. Well, people love Battlefield, but like the one they do go back. When they go back, I, I feel like they people do forget about and they those. don't. I think there's things that they like about them. Um, you know, me and my buddy Danny, you know, we've played some online together in these and he he very much enjoys World War II and so he enjoys when his favorite franchises go back, he, he loves a modern day shooter, but he, he's definitely like a history aficionado. And so he really enjoys these. And I do Call too. I very War much II, did not did. like, I did not like call of duty. World war two did not like those little vignettes. I just, it was not for me. I didn't think it flowed well. I didn't, I honestly didn't like the way the graphics were. They looked like cartoony. I, I hate it when games that are supposed to be realistic have that cartoony look. They did it mm. in the most recent Black Ops. It just is very annoying. And that's <laughs> one of the reasons I love Modern Warfare, because it looks properly like photorealistic. Not Pixar. Um, and Battlefield gets that part of it right like every time. Mm. Uh, what is it? Battlefield 1 and Battlefield... Uh, whatever that... The one before that was like... World War Two, I guess. Oh, yeah, one. Wasn't it just Whatever five? It was called. I thought it was just five. Yeah, there's, there's Battlefield One and, and 
which makes no sense. Yeah, like great game. Great. <laughs> like, well, we can't call yeah. it two. Yeah. It's so <laughs> weird. So the the battlefield that took place in World War One, and then the uh, Battlefield Five, which was a World War Two game. Um, I have a feeling we're oh, not going to make it so a gorgeous. Civil War game. When where's our Revolutionary yeah. War? You'd think somebody would do a Civil War. Yeah, it's just it's weird shooting at other Americans. I guess it's yeah. just a weird dynamic. Like you play a game, you feel sad and you hate your yeah. life. Like uh, maybe this was a terrible war. Maybe just the Revolutionary War. How about that? Maybe so. <laughs> Bloody redcoats. Yeah, get them. Get the um, Brits. Oh God! But um, the Battlefield Five, like and one, like that was just the greatest representation of battlefields, like. They just looked so darn good. There's this one mm. level where you're on the Italian, like Italian part of the Alps, and it's like this steep incline, and it like goes up until it's like snowy area, and it just looks amazing. Is this five or one? And then the, I think it was one. I think it was one, which five looked even better. But there was just something about that like Italian countryside. It was just like, this is amazing. And then, of course, you're up on this hill, so you can look down all the way into the crevasse and then the mountains coming up the other side. And it's just such a beautiful part of the world anyways, the Italian Alps. But to like have like planes flying through and, you know, it's just, oh, it's so cool. So that's one of the reasons I'm just excited to see what they do with six, which I think... I think I've heard that it's going to be a modern day. I hope it is. Cross yeah. my fingers. I hope there's a big reveal where there's a modern day thing and it's not cops versus robbers, which was... Oh, yeah. It was fine. I about that. <laughs> I just want, like... I want Battlefield's version of modern warfare. That's what I want. Yeah, hardline. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's God. what I want to see. So I, that's what I really want out of EA. I want... I'm not... I'm not a big Dragon Age fan, so I don't know what to expect from that. Oh, yeah, I just Dragon haven't played Age. those, and I haven't played Mass Effect yet. I've heard it's amazing. I need to play it. Um, but, yeah, I'm just excited about the Battlefield so much. Yeah. And, of course, we'll see what happens with Matt Madden, and we'll see what happens with FIFA. And... They'll probably show up. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're money-printing machines. Yeah. Um, Nintendo. Um, the yeah, I mean, I I think most people know what to expect for the most part with Nintendo. I don't. Everyone's wanting uh, Breath of the Wild two to yep. show up. Uh, I think that's probably likely. They'll probably announce some Zelda stuff. Zelda thirty fifth anniversary. I think this is where it will probably be, where they say, "Here's your, here's this game. Here's this game. Whatever. I don't know. A bunch of old games that they'll release and I'll buy. Full will price. Will they be remastered or anything? You think? Um, what, like they're gonna probably do Wind Waker. Wind Waker, like honestly, they already did Give that it a one. proper treatment. Hopefully, well, they already remastered that one for we uh, we U. And honestly, but that's a little old. Now. It is old, but honestly, when they did it, then it was like this is perfect. It looks great. Like that game really like cleans up nice. For some reason, there's games like Wind like Skyward Sword that's like yeah looks a little bit better. Like it looks better than that was obviously. But Wind Waker, I'm like this looks appealing what looks, resolution would that have been though on wii u um like 1080 i assume i assume it could have been like 900 or 720 but yeah. with wind waker i assume it was not 1080 i think it was like i remember playing it looking pretty crisp i think A it was 4k zelda would be really nice switch pro man they're talking about it 
people keep saying it's coming and then it doesn't come. I just so, I cannot imagine a 4K capable mobile console. No, it's I can't. hard for me to imagine. Yeah, the battery life alone. What I'm thinking is that if that's the case, if that truly is the case, there has to be some sort of boost that the dock provides, you know, and not just like this is it and all it does is like adjust the resolution for for your screen. I have to imagine that whatever dock comes with this gives some sort of yeah, boost. It's got to have some extra juice in there. Yeah, and maybe all that the Switch handheld itself offers is just no LED display, maybe. Perhaps well, that, that would look nice. Oh, that would look nice. So, I that would be enough for me, honestly. That that would be enough for me to like, honestly, a lot of times when I'm playing Switch, certain games, I'm like, when I'm playing in handheld, I'm like, this looks great. And then I'll put it on the dock and I'm like, oh, like, especially blown up to, you know, some of these games. Like, I've kind of learned, like, honestly, with Switch, I'm trying to just stick to mostly first and second party or indie games because sometimes, man, some of these ports. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy. Yep. <laughs> it's just sometimes it's just embarrassing. Like what they what happened with outer outer worlds with Switch. It yep. was just an embarrassment. Yep. So I don't know. Sometimes it's better just to not. Do you not test this? It's so <laughs> weird because I'll play a game that's first party and it's like, wow, this looks great. And then I'll play like something third party. I'm like, oh, like a port. It's like, oh man. All right. Anyways, what, what are they going to announce? I have no idea. Honestly, aside from the things they've already talked about, like Splatoon three and um, they don't usually have big E3 things though. They like to spread their stuff out throughout the year. Don't they? Yeah. With their Nintendo directs, honestly, usually with E3, there's usually one big announcement of something that we haven't heard of, but there's not a lot of it. I'm sure is going to be like, Oh, we get to see this game. Oh, we get to see this game that we, they talked about before. I mean, it's breath of the wild. I mean, it's gotta be breath of the wild. That's what everybody's waiting on. I imagine like breath of the wild. Like they usually, the one more thing seems to be always a game where we don't know what exists. Yeah. And so I feel like that's going to be the one more thing. And then the breath of the wild is going to happen before it. And that's going to be the thing that everyone talks about. And then the one more thing is why I wonder what that's going to be. There's a lot of games that Nintendo's like talk made a huge mistake of like, they like talked about them years ago, years ago. And I don't know through whatever happened, they, either got delayed or something but these are games that they haven't shown beyond like a title screen and i feel like everyone just like hopes they're gonna show up but who freaking knows and really i'm talking about metro prime 4 and bayonetta 3 it's like those games were shown three or four years ago and it's just been forever long and i have (laughs) and it's almost like a running joke where it's like it's been so long since they've been announced are you having mic troubles can you hear me yeah i hear you okay sound sound beautiful the electricity got flicked off on my mixer oh my so well sorry (laughs) i got you boy i got you (laughs) but we'll see (laughs) <laughs> yeah i think uh you know wh- what i was going to ask you is where's metroid i have no idea that's what people are wondering what, what metroid prime 4 is it's just like it's like a running joke with metroid prime 4 and bayonetta 3 these are games that were announced so long ago and i know yeah, that when was metroid it was like 
six years ago, five years ago? Uh, no, okay. That's, it was like three, three years ago, I believe. Um, maybe four, but it was a big thing. And I thought it was like 2015. <laughs> no, I don't think uh, it was quite that far. I don't think the Switch was out yet um, at that point. Um, and it's, it's been a long time, though, for to not hear anything else, like literally nothing else i know there was a changing of hands with the studios it went to it went to like retro where it was before it was with i forgot who development but, restarted yeah so under retro that's not good right no that's never good um, halo infinite situation yeah with bayonetta 3 who who knows that was just ages ago and they're just like well we'll talk to you about this never see ya yeah <laughs> yeah but unfortunately that, it happens yeah. to too many games yeah, yeah. I'm I'm hoping honestly we get some like beyond like games that are announced. I hope we get Switch Pro stuff, like I hope or whatever it's called. I hope they do talk about it. Um whatever it is, I just don't don't spring it on me. Okay? I think they will. Yeah. Um I hope they do some stuff with uh they'll probably show some stuff for Pokemon um Legends. Uh I hope they do something with their Nintendo online. Like I hope they announce whatever new consoles mm-hmm. they're gonna pump out games for because right now it's starting to get really sad because they're like there's like a hundred games between the nes and the super nintendo which is really great it's a great perk but like when they release games now it is the most bottom of the barrel selections you could possibly it's <laughs> it's sad it's like a running joke where people are like what are you doing it's not like they're out of good like NES right. or Super Nintendo games, it's just for some reason they can't release like Earthbound or whatever. But they're like, here is Tashi goes to school. That's not a real game, but you know, it's something where you're like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> so you know, the one everyone's been clamoring for. Oh yeah, Tashi goes to school. <laughs> so I would love it if they were like, all right, let's do this. Super uh, Nintendo sixty four. Here we go. Um, I don't know if they will though, but I that that would be best case scenario for for me if i can yep. start to play a freaking ocarina of time or star fox 64 on that thing that would make jordan happy yeah <laughs> yeah um as far as e3 have, have we is there any other studios that we've neglected to talk about you know there's there's a little here and there, but I mean, I think we hit the important stuff. I agree. I'm excited. Um, I, I took, uh, I mean, I, I took a long lunch for uh, my lunch break at work. Cause like Nintendo always does their thing. That's like on Tuesday at noon for whatever yeah. reason. So I'm going to go Japanese home time thing. Yeah. That, that's likely actually a good point. So I'm going to go home, <laughs> eat lunch at home and watch it. Um, but yeah, this weekend starts a, uh, with some of the other studios yeah i read 10 a.m i'm like are you kidding me yeah then i realized 10 10 a.m pacific which is still like why 10 a.m but yeah yeah one o'clock to our time at least yeah exactly that's a little more reasonable where it's like let's get some lunch let's get some pizza or whatever and let's uh let's see this none of them boys go to church i guess none of them boys (laughs) go to church all these xbox people come on phil (laughs) you gotta get some church in you Well, anyway, this this coming week's a big week. There's a lot yep. uh, going on. There's E three, and there's also um, Ratchet and Clank is coming out next week, and the uh, next gen wow. version of uh, Final Fantasy, and 
bunch of movies coming out. What's what's coming out in the, in the theater next week? I know in the Heights, I got tickets to go see that. Mm. Um, but mm. another big one, I believe, biggish one in the Heights. I guess you can't really say is a big one. <laughs> big for me. All right. Um, that's an HBO Max movie too. So yeah, it is an HBO Max one. Oh oh yeah. How could I forget Peter Rabbit two, The Runaway? Oh, yeah. Are you ready? <laughs> This freaking computer is running so slow. I was trying to bring the list up, but it just is. Uh, no, chugga, 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 chugga. <laughs> anyway, I guess that that pretty much does it, and uh, we'll talk, probably have a whole lot to talk about next week, right? Yeah, looking forward to it. F 9s coming. F nine, baby, you're getting ready Coming soon. You're gearing up. Yeah. <laughs> Did you already get your tickets? I need to get my tickets. I have not. Um, we should uh, yeah. talk about that and we should get them. June 25th. I finally have my list up. So Luca, Luca's the other big one oh, that's coming. I know you're right. excited about that. So I am. That's June 18th. So that's what, not this weekend, but I think next weekend. Yeah. Yeah. This weekend would what, be the like 12th or something like that. Today's the seventh, so yeah, that's right. Jeez, yeah. and uh, obviously, uh, Loki is coming out this Wednesday. Oh wow, yeah. So, good lord, <laughs> it's it's crazy how like things feel like they're far away, and then just it's like, wait, it's here, it's here. <laughs> the hitman's wife's bodyguard, the hitman's wife's bodyguard. I think that looks hilarious. I think it does look funny. It's got I a, laughed. It's got a cast enough that it's just like, I want to see that. Yeah. I think this one's probably going to be better than the first one. Honestly, I think they're catching their stride. The first one is pretty darn funny. It was funny. I was laughing. Samuel L. and Ryan Reynolds. It's just, it's a good movie. (laughs) Apparently, it looks like uh, Morgan Freeman's in it. I didn't know that. Yeah, I saw him pop up in the trailers. Uh Uh-huh. Huh. Okay. Here for it, as they say. (laughs) As they do say. Um, all right, man. Well, we'll see you next week. We might have to do like a special bonus episode for Loki or something. Also, yeah. so we're not combining that with E3. I don't know. But yeah. either way, <laughs> have a good rest of your night. I'll see yep. you next time. See you. <laughs>